This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Sometimes people have grapes for breakfast, fruit, and I say that because we have to get a raisin opinion from Chris Mack, host of the BetQLU podcast, which drops each and every Thursday on the Odyssey YouTube channel, host on 93.7, the fan in Pittsburgh. I had to stretch to get that segue in. But I made you it work. Nailed it, James. Yeah. That's why that you was the raisin of intros. <laughs> it took some work, but we got there. It's a long and winding road. Chris, so I am excited to hear your take on raisins because everyone on this show has an opinion. And why are we taking a quality snack size fruit like a grape, right? My kids love grapes. The only bad thing about grapes is your dog can't have them or else you have to take them to the vet. Why are we taking something like <laughs> grapes and ruining them by drying them out and, and shoving them in some little tiny cardboard box where it seems they can sit for 20 years and never go bad. Agreed. Well, it sounds amazing to me. You can put them in cereal. <laughs> you can't put grapes in cereal. That doesn't feel like the proper vehicle. So you dehydrate them and you cover them in like some coating and you put them in Raisin Bran, which is a great cereal. And for the detractors out there, how do you think Raisin Bran has survived all of these years? somebody's eating it so go ahead and hate on raisins all you want somebody loves raisins spam is still around too spam is still around too chelsea just throwing it out there so is tang so is tang and sanka both good things (laughs) i'm convinced it's just the same box of raisin bran that's been circulating the earth for the last 75 (laughs) years and nobody's actually eaten it it just sits in the back of everyone's pantry You think at the grocery stores, they're just like, yeah, just keep that box. Yeah. Just put those empty cardboard raisin bran boxes back up on the shelf, please. Thank you. You look at the expiration date and it's like sharpied out. That says 2024 here. I guess that'll work. (laughs) Okay, Chris. So I'm excited. First of all, before we talk a little college football, which I'm so excited Mm -hmm. about, tell us about this podcast because I know you're excited about it. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's great. We've got a couple weeks under our belt, too. It's myself. It's John Martin from Memphis. It's RJ Choppy from Dallas. We get together every Thursday night and we talk ball and uh, we had a great first week to talk about um, and diving right into huge games like Colorado TCU. Obviously, we got Bama, Texas this week. Um, and so we, we cram it all into one hour and then you could get it on, uh, as, as you said, the YouTube channel on Thursday nights, and then you can hear the airing of it on the BetQL network every Friday night from 11, literally straight through all the way until Saturday morning. They loop it for you. So overnight, if you miss it at all, you get it there. And then it is, like you said, a podcast as well. So typically Friday, you're going to be get the, be able to get that as soon as you wake up and get all our hot takes on what's going on in the world of college football. All right, so we got to ask you about the Steelers because we know that you cover the Steelers in great depth. And guess what? They're playing this weekend. It's week one of the NFL season. So do you have a play for us in the Steelers and the Niners game? You know, even with Nick Bosa uh, officially coming to terms, even with it sounding more and more like George Kittle's going to actually play uh, with that less than 100% groin issue, I still don't understand the Steelers getting two and a half. I, I don't. It's th- There are, what, half a dozen, I want to say, home dogs in the NFL this, this first week. They are one of the ones I'm having the hardest time understanding. Again, with Bosa and Kittle in the fold, it makes maybe a little bit more sense. But people are acting as if the Steelers' offense is the only thing that may be improving or, or may have shown something in the preseason. Steelers' first-team defense – held Josh Allen 
without, I think, a single first down. Or if he had a few first downs, they came later in a drive that didn't produce any points. So it's not just that first and third preseason game. It's not just what they did in the preseason. They've added some pieces, right? They've tried to upgrade an inside linebacker. They bring in Patrick Peterson as well, a couple of strong safeties, and DeMonte KZ and Keanu Neal, who should be able to help. If all of those guys can do their jobs in not taking Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle out of the game, but minimizing the damage those three do, then I do think there's a chance for Brock Purdy to look like the guy we all waited for him to look like last year because, you know, pressure turns quarterbacks, especially inexperienced quarterbacks, into little puddles of distress. And that's what Purdy could very quickly become is a little puddle of distress. He'll dry up like (laughs) one of those raisins in your box of raisin brand that sits on the shelf forever. And the one thing the Steelers have, have stressed, I've noticed, Uh, During training camp and in practices, Minka Fitzpatrick is sort of sitting back and playing center field, ranked by NFL.com as the best safety in the game because he will sit back there and wreak havoc. He's the reason they won week one last year on the road in Cincinnati. He caused timely turnovers. If Minka Fitzpatrick plays like that again week one this year against Brock Purdy, as he did against Joe Burrow last year, then yeah, we're talking about the Steelers at the very least keeping this within three points. And I think plus 110 on the money line is a nice bet as well. So Chris, I wanted to go back to college because I know this is what you're talking about with your podcast. And I have to ask you about Deion Sanders, coach prime and the boss laying three and a half points in Boulder. It's going to be an electric atmosphere, but also while what he's done already is impressive. We are talking about a single game and a TCU team that is much different than the one that made the national championship game last year so what is your take on what you've seen thus far from Colorado I'm super impressed I mean Travis Hunter playing 120 snaps uh you've got multiple weapons in the receiving game Shador Sanders I I think a lot of people thought okay here comes an inexperienced uh FBS quarterback he's probably gonna or FCS quarterback he's probably gonna have to to run around and do a lot of stuff with his legs he didn't he did it all with his arm over 500 yards I'll, I'll own it. I'll be honest. I was one of those people doubting that Colorado could put it together that quickly. Whether it's against TCU's defense or not, they put it together that quickly. And when I look at mm-hmm. week two, I, I think this three-and-a-half-point line, guys, is as much a function of Nebraska looking awful in week one as it is Colorado looking really good in week one. So I think you combine those two things, Nebraska looking like, mm, Big Ten offense, here we go, and – Colorado looking like they can light up the scoreboard at will, even if it is against a defense like TCU's. And I think that's where you get the three and a half point spread that right now I, I would be on Colorado to cover that. Do we all get burned by it? It's it's in, still entirely possible. Was it a one week mirage? I guess that's possible. But when you do it in such emphatic fashion as the Buffs did, um, I, I tend to believe that at least for one more week at home against a listless Huskers team, They've got a chance to cover. Ooh, I'm ready to get hurt again. I'm on your side, but I think most people <laughs> on this show are leaning towards Nebraska. So it's nice to hear somebody on my side of the aisle, except for when it comes to the raisin takes, which I'm fine with, whatever. Uh, but we do have a game tonight. The Chiefs, the Lions. It's the first game of the year. So I would assume you probably have a play here. Do you like a side? Do you like a total? Anything you like here? 
I'll tell you what I like is Detroit to cover the the number. I mean that oh, I've liked that boo. since I've liked that since boo. I think we talked about it when I filled in for Jenks, Chelsea. I think we touched on it then. Um, I think I got it at yeah, I got it at six and a half. So you can see this thing moving now. The Kelsey injury obviously has things up in the air, has it down to four and a half, but. Uh, at, at six and a half, I was on the the Lions to cover this. Four and a half, it does. It gets a little shakier. It gets a little sketchier. But how many times in our lives have we seen the Kansas City Chiefs go out there and play a game where Patrick Mahomes throws for 325 and three touchdowns, and maybe they move the ball fairly easily up and down the field, and it feels like they're somewhat dominant, right? And then we look up, and it's 27-24. Wait, what? How? How did was it that close a game? No, the, the Chiefs just just played a dominant game but didn't finish all that off. That happened several times last year. So I'm still thinking in that vein that it's entirely possible the Chiefs, even if they're without Travis Kelsey, play a quality enough game offensively that we look back on it and go, oh, they, they only won by 27-23, That's it? What? And Detroit covers, even if it doesn't feel like a game that the Lions covered against the Chiefs. And I'm not even calling for like a backdoor cover here. I'm just saying it's a back and forth kind of affair where eventually we look up and, oh, yeah, the the, the Chiefs won by four, even though it felt like they were up by a touchdown all night. Chris, got about three minutes left here. So do you have a favorite play on the board this weekend? Could be college, could be pro, could be whatever, just anything that you like. Could be a baseball play if you like it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Eagles Patriots. Um, that's come down to four now. I guess yeah. it's going to be Tom Brady Day in Foxborough, mm-hmm. and they're going to celebrate Tom. And everybody's going to come back and hold hands and pick flowers <laughs> and put them behind their ear. And ooh, Tommy's back. <laughs> um, what are we doing? This is the defending NFC champ with a lethal, lethal offense that it, against Mac Jones. And a team whose big offseason pickup was Juju Smith-Schuster and, and, and Zeke <laughs> Elliott. There's no way New England can hang with Philly. It's just not happening. So, uh, no. It, it, Eagles only laying four. Eagles will win by a touchdown. Maybe that's it, maybe that's just the, the reaction to all the college football we had over the weekend where it feels like the numbers are always bigger. But, yeah, it's it's got to be Eagles minus four for me. All right. Uh, you like anything else in the NFL? Uh, I know the Eagles seem like, what's your survivor pick? We didn't ask oh, you. Yeah, We're asking everybody their survivor picks. It feels cliche, but it's got to be the Ravens, right? It's yeah. got to be the Ravens. It's an it, obvious one. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you, you've taught me this, Chelsea. It, sometimes the smart bet is the smart bet because it's the smart bet. And that's the smart bet. Ravens, Texans, absolutely. He is Chris Mack. Check out his new podcast, BetQLU, every Thursday, and you can watch it on the Odyssey YouTube channel. Of course, he does great work on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh as well. And like the majority of us who have great takes, he doesn't like raisins. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Tell us I can see the disgust on your face. Oh, as you, oh, as you, as you Listen, I don't care if you like raisins. I just yes. don't understand why you are so angry about them. Like, all you have to do is not eat raisins. Like, you don't why have to be angry? mad about them. Because they ruin things that I love. I would I would <laughs> eat a cereal called Bran. Not Raisin Bran, 
brand. Or here's another one. Hey, we've got a great salad. Awesome. I like a good salad. There's raisins in it. No. I love oatmeal. I like oatmeal cookies. Hey, we've got some great oatmeal cookies with raisins. That's why. I think it's fine. Like, they don't ruin things for me. Like, what about them is so terrible? Like, they're sweet. It's not like they're mayonnaise where it's a completely different, like, flavor profile. I love mayonnaise. Big Ew, mayonnaise I hate mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. Big mayo guy. Gross. Big mayo. Love mayo. Double the mayo. Lay it on. Would you let somebody dump a bucket of mayo on your head like the Duke's mayo bowl? Yes, I would. And then what I'd be what I would do is I would have I would have a bucket of French fries with me and I'd take those French fries and I'd just start putting putting it in the mayonnaise and enjoy them right there midfield while I celebrated my championship. That's what I do. No. Dead silence. Dead silence. You know, <laughs> Stunned me, silence. Me and my mayo. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.